the fucking intro. Let's see. All right. Welcome to the Shop Class Podcast. Uh, we got a whole bunch of people here. We got uh, Mr. G, that's me. We got Bloomquist. We got uh, we got Al's here. Barbacek, OG, co-host from back in the day. He's back. Duke, regular. And we got Nick. And we got two guests. We have uh, Brody. He's an up-and-coming teacher. Still in, There he is. Still in the Shop Class College, which we want to hear about, right? Studying to become a teacher, and we want to find out how he heard about us. And then we got Adrian. Adrian is a, uh, a Tesla technician on his way to engineering, probably going to Silicon Valley or Texas at some point, or maybe Germany. Who knows? Um, he was a former student, and he went to uh, like shot out of a cannon, left my class like a bat out of hell. And uh, went to NJIT for engineering and now uh, is working at Tesla, working his way up the ladder towards Elon. And maybe past Elon. Maybe he's going to the moon. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so I think we'll – maybe we'll start out with Brody because he got – or who's got, who's got less time? Let's be honest here. Is uh, everybody good on time here? I got all the time in the world. Okay. So – We'll get we'll get started with Brody, and then we'll get into uh, and then we'll get into Adrian and Tesla and stuff like that. So, uh, so Brody, okay, how did you find us? Like, you know, you said the story before we started recording, but for just for people that are watching this, like, mm. how did you find the Shop Class Podcast? Yeah, so I found the Shop Class Shop Class Podcast by um, I started uh, me and my buddy recently started a company, and. Uh, we wanted to start posting things on Instagram, start getting content out there to kind of grow the brand. And while we were doing that, I was looking through pages, some of the hashtags on Instagram, and I stumbled across this account. And that account was led by Shar. Um, and for those who don't know Shar, Shar's got a pretty popular account on Instagram. Um, and she posts, she's a shop teacher in Georgia. Um, she posts some great things. Um, and so, you know, me being curious, I wanted to, uh, you know, I wanted to go ahead and ask her questions because, you know, you always, when you're the little fish, you always ask the big fish um, how they got successful and stuff like that. So I reached out to her, luckily, because she's Char, she's amazing, she's the best, absolute goat. She um, responded and we set up a time to have a conversation. So we had about an hour, hour and a half long conversation, just swapping notes, ideas. I told her what I'm about. She told me what she does, um, and then she then, toward the end of the conversation, brought up this podcast, and that's when I was just like, she offered, she was like, hey, you want me to try to get you on? And I was just like, uh, yeah, absolutely. That sounds dope. So uh, yeah, and then obviously now I'm here, and that's the story of how I got into this podcast. That's awesome. So, uh, and then this is your company right here? Yeah, Musco USA. Yeah, what's tell us more about this real quick. Yeah, so uh, our company is it. It started when so a couple years ago, um, I was building um, a wooden green machine. You guys are uh, familiar with the Huffy green machine? Um, that that tricycle, the big wheel. Um, well, for one yeah. of my final projects, I decided I was going to build one of those out of nothing but wooden glue. Uh, no fasteners. There's no metal. Anything. Yeah, it's I'm not logged in. Yeah, I can. Got, I'll show it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'll show it. I'll show it. All right. We got to see this big wheel made out of wood. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I'm building this big wheel and, um, 
I'm finishing up my shop and I just like, I just leave my garage door open. Uh, I just let people come in, uh, you know, say what's up, uh, come hang out. There it is right there. Um, and I just let people come in say what's up. And my buddy came in and he was just like, Oh man, wouldn't it be awesome if we could do this for a living? And I was like, why not? Like what? <laughs> I was like, why not? Why don't we just try it? So then henceforth, uh, Musco was born. So we spent last year planning, um, but it was a very busy year and obviously, you know, pandemic and everything like that. So, um, things got a little behind schedule with the launching of 2021. We officially launched the Instagram page. We're working on developing our LLC. We're working on, um, you know, we have a business plan. We have different phases that we're implementing over the next couple months. Um, so we're here on Instagram. I'm trying to get my content up on Instagram. Um, we have, uh, we also have a TikTok account that we're messing where, around with. Where are you guys located? It's, uh, you said Connecticut? Yeah, we're located in Summers, Connecticut. So, so if you're like, looking at a map of Connecticut, it's, uh, there, you'll see that notch in the top, uh, sort of top central Connecticut. We're a little to the, a little east of that. We're east of that notch. So if I want to wooden uh big wheels you'll make me one absolutely you if you want a wooden big wheel we'll make you one um that's just what we do um cool. it's you know we like challenges like that uh and i like projects like that that people just haven't really done before just because they're funny like and the fact is that that thing also worked so i was driving that around my engineering building um i had all these guys coming out and all these engineering students who were in lecture and stuff like that i'm just pedal along on my uh, big wheel thing wasn't very fast but i could go around the entire building um got a lot of eyes people were coming out um they're like well you you know you could add rubber to the tires to make them a little bit more give it some more traction i'm like you don't get it this thing is wood and glue nothing else so um <laughs> super slick on the linoleum tile but you know wicked fun project dude it's a drift car if it's slippery man oh yeah absolutely like it's it's totally a drift car and at my school we have this huge hill and uh a lot of guys wanted me to take it and bomb down that hill um but there's no brakes so you know it's one of those things where it's like yeah it would be awesome bottom of your shoes bomb that hill or no bottom know. of your shoes that's your brake bottom of your shoes yeah, exactly exactly so um nice. yeah so, yeah that's cool man so um now did you have shop class growing up yes so my shop class started in sixth grade um but i felt uh my grandfather had a shop um and still has a shop and he makes things so what what ended up happening was when i got into sixth grade i kind of felt like i was the special guy because i was like yeah i know all these tools you know I felt like the big shot in the class because I was like, yeah, I know what a scroll size is, no big deal. Uh, and um, didn't really help with the ladies or anything like that in middle school. But um, so uh, I started off there, um, started off with making, you know, just balsa wood gliders oh, and stuff saw, like that. Dude. What's up? I said the scroll saw? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we started making those little projects, um, had that sixth through eighth grade. Then once I got into high school, I kind of took a step back from shop. I was taking a couple of shop classes here and there. Um, but then my senior year, I just loaded my schedule with shop classes. Um, absolutely, you know, refound my passion for that. And then since you then, have, the passion. Did you have a, sorry, did you have a cool shop teacher? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, we've had we Who have shop teacher. Was it is there someone you could like shout out? Yeah, so um so I got the spot. Sorry. No, you're good. The the uh I the boy Slater, uh we'll say his name Slater. Um he's kind of a legend, not only in our town, but in our state. A lot of people know him. Phenomenal teacher. Um he's he's the kind of teacher where he lets students learn by failing. Um, and not in terms yeah, of like, really failing go. grades, but just like, you know, like he walked over, like we were building this car my senior year, an all electric uh, car. And he walks over to the kid who was doing the TIG welding. Uh, we were doing, uh, it was made of chromoly steel and walks over and he's like, oh, these welds look good. And then uh, he just grabs it and then just starts shaking it and it just rips right off. And he's like, oh, but they didn't penetrate. So he just, so we spent an entire class getting this whole front frame together and he just rips it apart. And we were all just like, what? That's <laughs> like, he can't yeah. do that. He's just yeah. like, if it wasn't going to hold up to me doing that, it's not going to hold up on a racetrack. Yeah. So, um, shit welding. It's like when you poop it right on top, no penetration. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, wait, it, it, wait, so I, I don't want to interrupt you, but like, you got to tell me more about this electric car because you got to understand. I, that's something I did with my students. We did electric car conversion and Adrian has done uh, electric cars and solar cars. Like you're talking to electric car people in the house. house wow. Okay. So yeah, and Brody, did, you just missed like three straight episodes of this all about electric cars. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that, I, we toured a whole facility you're in the right spot, bro. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So um, our car is uh, we, we named it gold rush. And is it, every part of the is a part of a competition. Yeah, so it's a part Shadow of the marathon? electrothon. The the, the electrothon. It's called the electrothon. Okay. Um, okay. The electrothon is a national competition. Um, we only entered into the Connecticut sector of it, um, and our school we're one typically one of the top performing schools. So when we show up, we build. What's special about our school, this high school I came from, was every single year we're bringing a new car to the competition. A lot of wow. schools aren't doing that. A lot of schools are building a car over two or three years and entering it, or they'll have like one car that they had and they'll kind of just modify it over five to 10 years. Not us. We we say, look, you know, every year we got to show up, we got to build a dope car, um, and we're going to at least place like top three. So, um, so in you know, this is my cool. senior year, we placed, I think, third place, um, which was an absolute miracle for the people that uh, in that class of, you know, guys we were working with. Um, unfortunately, it was not the best roster um, in terms of guys. Uh, we just we didn't have the chemistry. Um, and unfortunately, we never really built that chemistry over the year. So it really came down to almost like the teamwork because the skill sets were completely there in that class. Um, How is this different? Do you know the Shell Eco Marathon? Yes, I do. Is this How is this different? So um, I'm not sure about like the specifics of how it's different. Um, I know that this one is typically all high school kids that are doing this one in Connecticut. Occasionally, there have been a couple colleges that enter it, but this one's for the most part all high school level kids. Sorry, yeah. So, um, so okay, that's interesting. Oh, this is just for high school. I don't know if the rules state that it's just for high school, but virtually everyone there is high school. Like there, right. I've heard of a couple colleges coming down in the past, but for the most part, this is just high school students. Cool. Hold on. 
Sorry, Dan. I'll call you later. <laughs> I got a phone call during. Uh, going, I'm going to go and so tomorrow. So I had to take it, but this is very cool. You know, the thing about the, the, it should be just high school. Cause it's a big different category when you're in college. Yeah. Semi pro, you know, in a way I'm yeah. just scrolling through it. You guys. Oh, do you not see the handbook I'm scrolling through? Oh, I didn't realize that it wasn't showing that. So there's like a whole handbook here. Can you guys see it now? Yep. There's it's, it's there. Right. There we go. Dude, this is cool. Is that what your car looks like? Like a friggin' torpedo? Uh, kind of. So our car, um, I wish I had a picture of it. Um, so our car was a, uh, ours was a tri uh, tri-wheel. So it was two wheels in the front. Um, yeah. That's where all your steering was. And then we just had one drive wheel on the back. Um, what was unique about our car was we had suspension on the back. Um, unfortunately the suspension probably didn't do too much cause it was a, the suspension was a little too beefy for the vehicle. Um, but, uh, we were happy that we even got it a chance to even make it work. And, um, yeah. And then we just went with gold rush cause we had to come up with a name and our really ultimately it just came down to our shocks were gold. So we just made the whole vehicle black nice. and gold and called it gold rush. But. That's awesome, man. This is great. Uh, you know, it's funny because you have something in common with Adrian here. He did this at a college level. What was the name, Adrian? What was the name of the challenge you guys were in? Um, it was the American Solar Car Challenge. And that, that was purely um, solar panels on top with an electric motor and, and a set of batteries that were limited to like a certain kilowatt uh, size. Oh, okay. That, yeah, that's what, that's what that was. And that was... Like every year, they usually do like uh, endurance on a closed track, and then every two or three years or so, they'll do um, an endurance on the public road over like two thousand kilometers or something like that. Wow! Uh, wow! Yeah, that's cool. Uh, all right, so Brody, yeah, I didn't mean to derail you. Uh, we really want to talk about your shop class uh, pursuit. But uh, uh, that was an interesting uh, thing that you did because um, that's the future right there. There's a lot of people working on electric cars and solar cars and whatnot. And, of course, what your teacher did where he shook the weld, I mean, that's pretty much – that's where right. you got to know. You know, I, you know it's – I crank up the heat. You just want to – you want to weld with more heat for less time. You want to mm. penetrate for sure, but you can't mm. leave it there. You go through, you know? Yeah. Cool. Uh, let's get back on the track. So, uh, so you did that in high school now and your grandfather had a shop and then you went into, um, uh, start making stuff for fun with your buddy. And then you yeah. started this, uh, Brody and Chris, the moose. Yeah. Moose co. Yeah. We, uh, it, the name kind of came from, we were just trying to, we were trying to come up with something simple and sleek. Um, something that we, we didn't want to get tied down to anything, you know, because, uh, the, the mission of our company, right, is community and craftsmanship. Uh, those are two things that are near and dear to our hearts. Uh, we um, Let's talk about the community aspect for a second. Um, I love not just my community, um, but just any community that I get a part of. I want to make sure that it, it's succeeding and it's doing, doing well. So um, a big push of Musco is I want to use my platform on Musco to elevate uh, local creators, friends of mine, uh, people who want to pursue their passions, I want to be able to get eyes onto those so they can jumpstart their careers um, and whatever they're going for, whether it's music, um, making things, um, 
just anything, anything they're passionate about, anything that gives them that fire. I want to try to give them that opportunity. Um, I care a lot about my friends. I care a lot about the people nice. that are around me. Um, That's the way to go. You know, is, uh, you know, a lot of my students, they always say, how do I get rich? You know, the kids always say that. So I just say, you just got to figure out how to help more people more often. That's it. Yeah. Just figure out how to help people and you will be rich. I promise. Yeah. And even if you, even if you're not making all the money in the world, it's, it's not going to matter because you know, you're going to be happy. And yeah. that's, that's how I feel. Um, that's, that's where like 99% of my excitement comes from this company is I, I don't have a lot of followers right now, but I'm, I'm convinced that this thing's going to take off. And right. when it does, I'm taking everyone, everyone that's around me, they're all coming up with me. Um, my, my town, uh, I'm going to make sure that they're taken care of in any way possible. Uh, my friends, uh, making sure that they're taken care of. Uh, my buddy, Chris, uh, who's starting this with me, making sure he's taken care of. I'm not in this thing for the money <clears throat> and I never will be. Um, that's just the God's honest truth. Um, I just, I hope that the company does well for the sake of the employees of the company and the people who work for it uh, and just the people who are associated with it. I'm well, not. I think, I think people, you know, the big wheel thing that puts a smile on people, big wheel, big, uh, big smiles, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so how did you get into uh, um, uh, wanting to be a shop teacher and what's going on with that? What's your current situation? Great question. So um, what happened was at the end of senior year, um, so through high school, I kind of just settled on, I was just going to go into IT. Um, it wasn't even until my senior year where I knew what IT meant. I was just like, oh, IT, computers, I guess, whatever. Um, I didn't really put anything into it. People were like, oh, you're good with computers. Um, and I like, I was into computers for a little bit. Um, you know, I got really obsessed with online gaming and stuff like that in high school. So I built my own PC. Um, which at the time, not too, too many people were doing. So, um, you know, people thought they're like, Oh, you're good at computers. You should do it. And then I saw, you know, what it was, or at least what I was going to thinking of going into it. And I was like, I can't do that. I went to this company called Voya financial. I saw the exact job that I would be doing uh, it manager. The guy was just like, here's my cubicle. I oversee these 80 cubicles. And at that moment, I was just like, and I'm done. I'm not going in IT. Corporate life is not for you. No, no. I And and um, so that made me start rethinking. That was like, that happened check, like sheet. So check, shop teacher, that's qualifications. If you're allergic to office spaces, check. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I never wanted to get out of a place so quickly in my entire life. I just felt sad. Like I walked in there and I was just like, oh, this is horrible. I was like, there's no way I could do this. So um, now it's March of my senior year. I have no plan. Uh, Where do you go to college? So I uh, go to Central Connecticut State University. Um, okay. So we are in New Britain, Connecticut. Um, for anyone who's familiar with New Britain, Connecticut, sort of Central Connecticut in that area. Are you close to Bridgeport? Uh, we're not. We're not terribly close to Bridgeport. We're probably about an hour. Um, you know, it's the craziest thing, uh, you know, the Bridgeport milling machine, that is literally where it's from. Yeah. And, and but like not anymore, you know? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Those things yeah. are legit. Those things are the best. Yeah. Um, yeah. you, you can't complain if you have a Bridgeport. I learned how to use a Bridgeport in high school and yeah. I, so many things you can do with it. That was the iPhone of, uh, of, of milling machines back in the mm. day. Okay. Go ahead. So you're at the college. Is it a college that's specifically for becoming a shop teacher? 
No. So it's it's a it's just it's just a state university, um, but um, we have a technology education program where you can get certified to teach technology uh, and engineering education K through 12. So when I'm done, I'll be certified to teach kindergartners through seniors in high school. Um, and what's unique about it is I didn't really have a choice. <laughs> I could only really go to Central because Central is not only are they the only tech ed school in Connecticut, but to my knowledge, we are the only one in New England. Um, there yeah, are a couple in New York. In New, in New Jersey, there's one. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's uh, TCNJ. It's crazy. Yeah. There's, and yeah. there's not enough. You know, we have there's Miller, there's Millersville in uh, Pennsylvania. Oh, Miller right. time, yeah, yeah. We have we have a great relationship with Millersville um, because of this event that we go to every year called Tika, uh, Tika East. Um, well, the last year we went, it's a big conference, Tech Ed conference. All the Tech Ed schools on the East Coast come. Usually about seven come. Uh, we Central, we're the kind of kids that come. Uh, we have like this blue collar attitude when we go there. Um, we don't do a lot of the paperwork or anything like that, but we show up for the competitions and we usually sweep. Um, but uh, last time uh, Millersville was there and uh, Central has this chant where if, uh, you know, to support Central, we have one person go, CC, and everyone goes, SU. So we, every time, uh, like, we're not really fans of NC State or TCNJ. So whenever they would do, uh, they would start doing their chants, one of us would just get up and yell at the top of our lungs, CC, and then all of us at Central go, SU, and just shut them down. Um, it's all in lighthearted fun, but then one time then we got knocked out of this competition um and behind us was millersville so there was no one competing with nc state and tcnj they were just doing their loud chants so all of a sudden because we we're out of the competition millersville's behind us we start talking with them we're like we're just gonna cheer for you guys so one of us just stands up and goes what time is it and everyone just goes it's miller time and we just started doing that for the entire competition we ended up doing a jersey swap with them so we had these like tech ed polos that we brought to the competition. I remember right after one of the competitions. What, what, I what the my hell is I missed all this. I I was not part of that. I had to go alternate route, man. You sound like you're having fun out there with becoming oh, yeah. a shop teacher. No, bro, it's it's an absolute right now. Becoming a shop teacher at Central is an absolute blast. Um, we have a great time every year. Um, we have we. I mean, Tika Tika is kind of a fundamental part of the tech ed culture. Um, not only just on the East Coast, but at Central specifically, because that's that point in the year where it's in new, early November. So you have all the new kids coming in to the Tech Ed program. And by new kids, like we only get like five or so new kids a year if we're lucky. Um, our program is teeny tiny. Yeah, um, yeah. All the programs are small. Nobody thinks to be a shop teacher, but you know, it's a pretty good gig. Yeah. Everyone I've talked, every shop teacher I've talked to is happy. They're they just, they're always happy. Like, yeah, they have minor hiccups and stuff like that, but general quality of life, they're always having a good time. Yeah, like I can't, um, complain, you know, like there's, there's a lot of nonsense that comes with teaching, but like in general, I've had a pretty interesting journey and mm -hmm. I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's been great, you know? And I'm sure yeah, that's just like this uh, quarantine, like being a tech ed teacher over all these years, like we know how to take the punches. Right. So like, this quarantine, they're like, you got to uh, teach online. We're like, we're ready for it. Right. It's going to suck, but 
Whatever. Just go with the flow. <laughs> pivot, yeah. baby, pivot. <laughs> yeah. So cool. we. So, um, so you're so you're at the school. Uh, just so everybody understands. So you're at the school. It's not you weren't specifically going to do tech ed, and you were going to do IT, and now you're switching into tech ed. Is that what's going on? So in high school, I was going to go into IT. Then I decided to switch out of it. Right before I left high school, I uh, applied for Central like literally a week before the deadline, then went into tech ed. Um, so I've been studying tech ed at Central for the last like three years now. Oh, that's very cool. That's very mm -hmm. cool. So you're going to come out with a, with a tech ed degree. Yes. Yeah. And very interesting. You know, you're going to have your pick because when we had an opening – uh, in a town called West New York, which is right by Weehawken, Hoboken, U Union City area. Yep. We had a wood shop opening, and it's a beautiful wood shop. Mm. And um, uh, Adrian, Adrian, you you were there when Mr. Canito was there, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I saw towards the end, right before right before uh, he left. Before he left, yeah. Okay, uh, so the, the, it's a really nice place. Yeah, it's not. And there was a guy. He was there for forty-one years, and then. Uh, after that, uh, we got a guy that was like, not so great. He came from another school. Eh. Then we got this other guy that came from industry. He's an alternate route. He's great. Mm. Uh, Kevin Witt. He is amazing. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, but it was hard to find him. The only way I found him was because on the side, I teach welding intro to welding and literally on the side. And, he took one of my classes and he's a carpenter. So I called him up after class. I said, Hey man, you want to teach like wood shop? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, wait, 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 no, but like, you gotta understand, like, you know, you got, it's like early in the morning. There's a, it's a kid schedule, you know, like, uh, there's politics involved, you know, uh, you know, the kids are paying the butt, but they're also great. You seriously want to do this? He goes, yeah. And I was like, what? Really? I was like, you got to go alternate route. You might have to go to school at night. You got to start right away. He's like, let's do it. And I was like, wow. <laughs> so it's just, I could, I, I don't know, you know, like what? It was amazing. Big life change. So, um, yeah. So you're going to have your pick because there's just not enough shop teachers. We no. have two, uh, we have two teachers retiring, uh, soon in the Poconos. And that there's just not enough teachers. Like we're not going to fill the position. Uh, we have like 14 in our district teachers, but like you said, there's not enough schools putting out the teachers, and it's probably going to become a growing field hmm. more than before because <laughs> people aren't working with their hands anymore. They're not even shoveling snow. Oh, no, no, we have. Um, uh, I'm glad you kind of brought that up. The uh, the fact that it's an opening because a lot of kids my age, like, you know, they, a lot of kids are being shuffled uh, into a couple things. One, they're being shuffled into the college route. Um, and it's not working for a lot of kids. A lot of kids are just going in, racking up, you know, a ton of money in student debt. And then they're just leaving. Like, what do I do with my life now? Um, so if, if you can, you know, one, if you can just train those kids to say, like, start talking to them in high school and say, look, you know, the trades are, an area to go into, or if you like this stuff and you like working with people and you like teaching, going to tech ed. Um, right now in Connecticut, tech ed um, is it's such a unique job because you virtually have a 100% guarantee of getting a job. Um, and yeah, there are almost no fields that have that. We have, um, we have like, well, okay, click commercial done. Like that was the <laughs> perfect 
Like that could have been could not have been said better. <laughs> People should really look at the shop class as like a potential career. And yeah. if you go into it and you do it for like I think you know do it for like five years, ten years, fine. Get yourself mm -hmm. on your feet. Go yeah. do something else. No problem. Uh, but it's just like it's it's amazingly fun. You get to like be a an old teenager, which is kind of fun. <laughs> And yeah. then, <laughs> to work on stuff. You could build build wood uh wood three wheeled uh, uh big wheel vehicles. That could be the project every single year if you wanted right. to whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. The I'm like I think the other thing that people don't understand, this the teacher I was talking about earlier, he put this in perspective for me. He goes, he goes, I don't have a wood shop at home. And I remember thinking to him, I was like, What? He's like, You're a shop teacher. I was like, You don't have a wood shop at home? He's like I don't need a wood shop because I have a 60 cent key that gives me access to a $30,000 planer. And I was just like, and it kind of just all clicked at once. I was just like, oh yeah, if you're in a school that cares about tech ed and is willing to put money in your program, you can have like a $300,000 maker shop just at the palm of your hands. And, and it's completely under your control, under your jurisdiction. And the school, here's the kicker, the school and everyone wants you to make cool stuff because if you make cool stuff, you make the school look better, you get better as a teacher. So now your students get better and the whole program just gets enlightened and people are like, wow, this school has a great program and it's all just you just having a fun time in your shop, messing around, making cool shit. And hey, Brody. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, Brody, have you, have you, have you put you, it on social media for everyone else to see? We're, we're going to have to snip. We're going to have to like edit that and make a little video. Hey, have you came across the Henry Ford too? Uh, Chris David? Is it, yeah, Chris Davis. What he's doing? No, no, I haven't, dude. Okay, I'll put his stuff in here. He's been he he's been on here before with us. He his, his kids just made a paddleboard for Richard Branson. Yeah, that, you know the billionaire. Um, he he's 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 got like three more boards lined up with for like other celebrities. He's in Detroit area. Oh, we did and that's our, that's his whole thing. He just we do a, he just loves a, making a, cool stuff. We had him on as a guest, right? Oh yeah, well he's just yeah he's been on here he he kind of has been jumped on here with us ever since when we started COVID stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah so he's yeah. the one that makes those paddle boards and the snowboards and he took the kids uh, to Vermont to Burton's headquarters wow, um, out cool. to they're out in California for something with was it GoPro and vans? Wow. I forget who he, they're out there they're out in California for something he got to take seniors out to California. So they they're, they're making like paddle boards and surfboards and snowboards and skateboards and and like and the kids he just he just posted a picture um, of the kids riding uh, the other day one of his boards so, That's so I'm cool. gonna take a phone call real quick you guys keep going though dude yeah you can you make it what you what you want it to be now let me ask you a question yeah um when if if someone were to say hey what would be the perfect school shop for you not okay like yeah like let's say you had a choice of like three schools one school yeah. is like a wood shop one school is like a metal and auto one's like a um like, like a cad lab like what's your what it would be you personally what would you be like you know what i could do i could do 10 years easy there like i i know what, 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 what do you want 3D printers in there robotics too 
Yeah. So okay. So yeah. Or three D printers. Like you just tell us. I don't even know. Like, what's mm. your deal? Like, what do you want to do? I mean, if I was going off those options, I would say wood shop. But the kicker for me is, um, I like I like shops with. Um, I just like shops with all of those. I think you need to have. I think to give students a real, um, a really well-rounded perspective on the world of making and what working with your hands could potentially mean, you kind of got to have a little bit of everything. You got to have a, you got to have a 3D printer to show them how um, additive manufacturing works. You got to have a laser engraver to show them um, how you can, uh, how you can make a living um, making products quickly, manufacturing quickly. You got to have a CNC machine, CNC router. So again, you can show students how you can make super accurate um, things really quickly. The wood shop just for your basic hand tools um, and basic machinery, just so you have this understanding of just how to generally assemble things, make things and just prototype, make your ideas, turn them into a reality. The metal shop's important because if you're not working with wood or plastic, you're working with metal. That's just how it is. So you got to know those skills too. Um, and then also so much of the world right now is CAD. I mean, you can't, you can't skip out on CAD. You need to understand how to uh, do computer aided design um, in the three dimensional realm. So that way um, not only can you, if you know, if you're working uh, let's say you're working for a company, uh, you can send prototypes. You can draft prototypes. The software is so complicated now, or so complex now, that you can you don't even necessarily need to prototype it. The software almost does all that for you in terms of strength tests, uh, materials. Um, the software is just so good that you could literally just have a student prototype an entire project, an entire car, an entire vehicle, whatever it is, on software and send that to a company to be manufactured. Um, so I think you got to have a little bit of everything. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Want. yeah, we got like uh, we got a metal shop area, an automotive. We have a wood shop area. We have a robotics area and we have a CAD area. Mm. Uh, the only thing we don't have is a lot of we have some 3D printers. We got like a whole bunch of them, but we don't have uh, like CNC into metal or we don't have we don't have a CNC router into wood. Uh, we have a small one, but that's what we're kind of missing, you know. But I think a lot of schools are getting hip to all this stuff and making the investment. So you would have your pick. Is there a school you got picked out already or no? Yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> I I uh, I got a soft spot for my hometown. Um, cool. And uh, everything, if everything works out, <laughs> I'm just going to say that, fingers crossed. If everything works out, uh, the position will be mine when I get there. Um, but, you know, wow. obviously. If if things happen um, and you know things change, then it's just what it is, and we just move on to something else. And um, but you know, I would love to get back in my school district, not only because um, you know I want to continue to grow the company so I can support local people here, but I'm also investing in the school. Uh, I'm the girls' soccer coach there. Um, uh, I'm going to be the one of the track coaches there. Um, you know, I I truly love working with the people in this town, with the kids in this town. Um, I have a really good working relationship with a lot of the teachers in the building. Um, and I just think it would be a ton of fun to work there. Um, and if I'm, if I'm energetic and I'm psyched, then the students are going to feed off that. And it's yeah. just gonna be a blast. that's so cool, man. This sounds really good. I, I, it's like, uh, wow, that's so cool. Duke, were you going to say something? Like it's, I've, 
Now, just uh, talking about fusion, like you were talking about these 3D printing um, aspects of it. I saw a thing on fusion where it will it will draw the thread the thread the screw threads for you hmm. then come up on a link where you can buy those exact screws <laughs> <laughs> that's a, crazy i haven't heard of that that's nuts yeah holy cow yeah. fusion link to master, master car as far as all the drawings and whatnot I'm sorry. Would you say Nick? It goes straight to McMaster. Yeah, McMaster and Fusion. They have a library of uh, drawings oh, back awesome. and forth. That's awesome. Cool. I've been using Onshape lately, but uh, you know, uh, uh, McMaster is widely known. They provide the CAD for all that stuff. You know, that's cool, man. All right, so Brody, fucking. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to curse, but yeah. So basically, uh, uh. uh very cool you know you are you are rocking and rolling uh yeah. this is great um anything else you want to add before we kind of we're gonna might shift over we're gonna uh you know uh talk to adrian a little bit you could hang out obviously hmm. yeah there's just uh there's one thing i'd like to bring up to you guys um not sure. only just, uh from uh one just thank you guys for the opportunity this is awesome um and just not only just trying to get out and meet new shop teachers, but you guys are a fun bunch. So I really appreciate it. It's awesome. Um, second thing is too, um, is have you guys heard of something called go baby go? No. Okay. So this might be something that you guys all might be interested in, uh, moving forward. Um, go baby go is an initiative where, um, and this is big at our school. My school is one of the top schools in the country for this. It started at the University of Delaware and then Central kind of took the torch, if you will, and we've just ran with it. So what we do is we retrofit Power Wheels cars, uh, those little kid electric cars. We retrofit them for kids with severe physical um, disabilities. So, for example, we will rewire the cars so the accelerator is now attached to a button on the steering wheel. This button is specifically designed uh, by a company. Um for uh, kids who have a difficult time um, with fine motor skills and don't have a lot of strength in their muscles. So literally you can put a feather on this button and it'll go. We wire those buttons in, we build roll cages for the car, we build support systems for the car, we build add-ons for the car so that if the kids have breathing devices or anything that needs to be with them, it fits onto the car. Um, and um, people have even gone as crazy as like, there was one student who needed to work on standing up so um, what they did was they put a button on one of the electric quads. There it is, go baby. Um, one of the electric quads where the kid would have to sit on the button. So he had to work on standing up and sitting down. So if he sat on the button, the quad would go. If he stood up, it would stop. Um, and you need a noise in there if you're going to talk about that. Sit down. Whoop. Whoop. <laughs> yeah. So the um, – at Central, we've done a couple builds. We actually went out to the Fisher Price facilities in New York. They donated like 500 cars to us. Um, we've gotten flown out to the parent company Mattel out in uh, California. Uh, we did a build there. Um, we were gonna we do builds at the ITEA conference every year. Um, last year obviously got canceled. Um, the year before that, we were in Kansas City doing a build, um, and uh, it's a great program for a number of reasons. 
one problem solving and engineering design process. Um, you're giving students a chance um, because also too, I should mention with these builds, you do them with your students. So as the teacher, you'll lead um, the build, but you'll take on a group of students um, and you can work it in the curriculum. So if you do it over the course of, let's say a semester, you, you get information about the, the kid with disabilities, you get your parameters and you get your constraints and you hand that sheet to the class and you say, look, we need to retrofit a car uh, for this child. That is our problem. Now here are our constraints. The student has a weak core, so they need supports. How high do the supports need to be? Well, they need to be, the kid's uh, chest is about eight inches, so we need the supports to be about six inches tall. Um, we now need, uh, this kid only can use their right arm, so we can't put the button on the steering wheel. We have to put the button near their right arm so they can hit it. Um, this student has very weak legs, um, so we need to make sure that they are strapped in and they're secure in the vehicle. Um, they have a breathing machine. We need to make sure that there's some way to attach a breathing machine so it can be with them at all times. We need oh, to make sure there's a way to like a headrest here. Yeah. Yeah. So we have, um, and then you got to build a roll cage so it's safe. I've never seen one of these cars roll. Um, yeah. So it's, you know, it, it is great when you work with a group of students because they get to actually see in real time how their designs affect uh, an individual as opposed to just you giving them parameters. Um, they actually get to see how it impacts the kid. Um, and they'll get to see, like, you'll put the kid in the vehicle and you'll see something doesn't work. So you have to very quickly make an adjustment. Um, so you'll quickly make an adjustment, um, fix it. You have to think on the fly, quick thinking. Um, and then once the kid's in it, the best part is, is everyone's smiling, everyone's crying. The kids get to, uh, the students, the high school students, middle school students, they get to see how their design has impacted someone in their community. The, the teachers get to see that uh, not only are they supporting someone in their community, but they get to see how their students um, rose to the challenge and use problem solving to get to the end goal. You get to see how excited the parents are because for the first time, and this is something that kind of came after the fact and that they're doing in more uh, case studies now is they're finding that a lot of these kids, uh, their cognitive abilities are developing way faster by using vehicles like this because cognitive development for a child is all about uh, stimuli. And if a child is just with these disabilities, those kids are just stationary. They're not moving. So they're not getting stimuli and their cognitive development is affected by that. But if they're moving, they're getting more, uh, that more stimulus, they increase their cognitive development. And it's showing on studies that it's actually their tests of the kids who are using these vehicles constantly are blowing uh, the testing scores uh, out of the water compared to the kids who aren't moving at all with the same disabilities. Um, so it's actually, yeah, it's it's really cool. Yeah, but not just the project, like the way you articulate it. Like I think you're like a leader, dude. I don't know if anybody's told you this before, but you you have a great like presence. You're explaining it. It's great stuff, man. Like, man, I was just like lucky to get a job when I was your. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I can definitely preach a lot about things I'm passionate about. Go baby is one that I'm super passionate about right now. I'm the president of a, uh, an organization called central cares. Um, it's basically go baby at central. Um, and unfortunately things have kind of been halted for the pandemic. 
So this year we're kind of taking a little bit of a break and trying to just get inventory. But before the pandemic, we had like nine marathon builds that we were going to do. And a marathon build is over the course of two days, we meet the students, we get the parameters, we build the vehicles, um, and we get them out to them in two days. Um, and it's a, this whole big event at each school, tons of press. Everyone loves it. It's a great time. Uh, parents are crying. Uh, the kids are smiling. Um, it's, it's just a great time. That's awesome, man. Dude, you're shot out of a cannon. This is great. <laughs> We're so lucky to have you as a shop teacher. If anybody's listening to this, you got you to gotta harness this kind of passion and talent. Can you imagine? He's going to inspire so many people. This is awesome. And his name's Brody, goddammit. So it's, it's like, Brody, like, come on. You can't. You can't. My name's Brody. It's also Broderick. I have two names, guys. Come on. <laughs> this is very cool. So, yes, you know, boy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so now we need like two hundred more of these guys. I know. Oh my God! Fill the schools up with them. Sure, I want fifteen of these guys in my class. <laughs> yeah, dude, we need people like this. Oh my God! Uh, you know, uh, I mean, so I was just gonna make a joke about there's a guy at work that falls asleep at his desk. We're like, dude, dude, we need brodies. We need brodies. Not sleepers, dude. This is like just start telling, just start telling, dude. You're not Brody, man. (laughs) You just be like, what are you talking about, (laughs) bro? You're so not Brody. You're so not Brody, bro. Yeah, there you go. Um, All right, so uh, I want to, I want to let you go. You know, talking more about it, but I want to get some time with Adrian, and you could stay, hang Mm. if you got time. Uh, I think it'll be, uh, we'll bounce around. You know, anybody can jump in and talk and whatnot. But uh, we wanted to switch gears a little, hmm. uh, switch gears over to Adrian, find out, get an update. I haven't seen Adrian in a while. And, jeez, um, uh, you know, because of COVID, we haven't seen anybody, you know. Uh, but, yeah, so, so Brody, thank you so much. Uh, please hang around, you know. Yeah, I will. It's almost like a, like a show where you have to, like, move down the couch or something. <laughs> <laughs> You're still here. But, but we're gonna ask we're gonna ask Adrian some questions now. So Adrian, real quick intro. Adrian, uh, uh, current Tesla employee. What does that even mean? That is like, can you imagine you're working for Thomas Edison, um, uh, uh, Von Brown, and Tesla all wrapped in one person with a market cap that is exceeding other companies very quickly just craziness so and Adrian was a former student we just basically used to build cars and whatnot uh so what's up man how you been good good um it's kind of like just working for a place and expecting no sleep afterwards um that's just a normal normal day for us but um they working like whenever someone whenever you hear elon tweeting and he's like there's a leaked email and it says um please Workers, please, we have to meet this quota. We're trying to meet this deadline. Da, da, da. Guess who's doing that? It's Adrian right here. So, you know, thank you because my stock price went up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah no, working his butt, but they pay you good, right? Don't they hook you up with stock options? Uh, it's, 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 they give us a lot of stuff uh, to keep us happy. They, they kind of have to because of how much they work us. But, yeah, you know, sometimes you're doing a regular – you know, eight hour day. And then sometimes you're doing a 13 hour day because it's end of quarter and, you know, other departments like sales and delivery, they need help. So they'll, you know, they'll take people from service and, and help out. Cause 
you know, technicians just don't know how to do technician stuff, you know, they can also help out with some other things. So it's good to have kind of multi-skilled people there just so that way, you know, when they're in a jam and, you know, numbers need to be hit, we can at least try to hit it um, as best as possible. But, um, yeah. but yeah, so it's a company that, you know, you're not going to get a lot of sleep in. So. Wild. Do you guys hear him okay? Is the sound okay? Okay. And yeah. uh, he's, Adrian's also, you're also doing your master's degree at the same time, right? Uh, no, so I haven't, I haven't started that yet. Um, I did do... I finished my bachelor's my, my last year while also working for Tesla. I was doing full-time for both, which was like not advised. Um, it's kind of dangerous doing that. I might've fallen asleep a few times behind the wheel, but <laughs> it's just, it's a lot. It's, it's, a, it's a major amount of, of work to do at the same time. But um, since then, I, I haven't gone back yet. I'm still on, you know, defense of do I just continue my career here full full out or you know you know and and try to see where i can go from here or do i kind of go back to school and kind of just grow my skill set there instead and then kind of balance the two again um how so, many years you've been at tesla now uh i have been there exactly two years and eight months god that went by fast yeah yeah really, really fast <laughs> wow i feel like you just started there man <laughs> It does. It doesn't feel like I just started there. That's for sure. <laughs> wow. Every whenever I pass by, because he's at the dealership. Whenever I pass by, it's like booked. The supercharger's filled. The parking lot's filled. There's people in and out of there. There is not a moment. It is just busy, 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 busy. Yeah. No. It's it's busy the entire day. Uh, even when I leave, sometimes the sales and delivery guys are still working for another hour or two because they just there's trucks still coming in with with new inventory. Um, you know, sometimes we'll have three or four trucks come at the same time, and they need to be lined up against the highway just because we can't we don't have the space for it. Um, wow! So there's definitely no issue with the man there. Just from just from passing by the place, you can you can tell. Now, what was your what was your uh, uh, undergraduate degree in? So it was mechanical engineering technology at, at NJIT, New Jersey Institute of Technology. Um, the technology part kind of confuses some people because they're like, well, what's the difference? Um, because they do have mechanical engineering only and then mechanical engineering technology. Um, they're, they're both equivalent. They, they're both, they fall within the mechanical engineering, you know, standard of the degree. It's just uh, technology focuses a bit more on the hands-on part rather than just the theoretical, um, which was something that I, you know, from coming from your, your class and, and your after school activities was something that I knew I wanted to do. Um, they they, they kind of just skim one or two classes back on the math. You know, you'll do all the way to cal calculus three, but they'll skip, um, you know, some uh, 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 into integral classes, which is called, I, I forgot what it's called. I didn't take it, so. But uh, they skip out some of the math classes, skip out on some of the management-oriented classes as well for that, and then replace it with just labs. Um, so you're doing more with, like, fluid dynamics, thermodynamics, um, statics, and stuff like that. Um, um, just a much more hands-on feel. Um, and then while I, I did that, uh, did Baja for two years. Um, Wait, just so we're clear. That is similar to what Brody did, which is you guys build a vehicle from scratch and yeah. it's a college level thing and it's called 
Formula Baja. That's so, a, no, so yeah, so Formula is uh, the Baja SAE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Baja SAE is the other sector of uh, just gas powered one person mini Baja vehicles. Um, and that, that's a that's a international event for different colleges of around a hundred teams um, competing in endurance races and just different like uh, selected um, um, skills per per test like a, a, a suspension and handling test uh, acceleration test uh, a hill climb test stuff like that um, and then at the end of it they'll do a four hour endurance race so I did that for two years and yeah it's the same thing we we start from uh, you know, on a chalkboard, throwing ideas around, and then we moved to CAD using mostly SolidWorks. Dude, I got you. Look at this. This is a throwback. Uh, okay, right <laughs> this. Who's this guy? <laughs> yeah, that was that was me. Twenty pounds lighter. Um, <laughs> let's see. Yeah, so that was our uh, first car. Um, yeah, that's the chassis for it right there. I think that's actually our second build chassis. So, um, you know, we'll we'll start from a, you know, like I said, uh, ideas on a chalkboard, and then we'll move on to CAD. Um, I specifically worked on the chassis itself, on designing and doing a lot of the simulation on the uh, like crash simulation tests and rollover tests on the on the chassis, and you know, because of time and budget, because we needed a new car just about every year. Um, and our budget, you know, was only enough for one vehicle. Um, we had to rely a lot on the CAD stuff, so we kind of had to really had to get it right. Um, and then we would start design, uh, start, you know, fabricating as well. So we'd have a bunch of guys on the team that had special skill sets. You know, some were really good at welding, some were good at, you know, brake components, some were good at just marketing stuff like that. So we had to diversify for a bit. Um, as yeah, that's, that's the one that was running on my surface pro, which I was super surprised it was able to run that file, but yeah, you did this in SOLIDWORKS, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's just the assemblies there. And we would use multiple actually. So we use SOLIDWORKS, we'd use Lotus, which is a suspension modeler as well. And then we'd look at ANSYS also just for like, um, optimizations of like certain designs where it'll kind of look at it and say, Hey, you have. Too much material on this part for the forces that you are asking in these certain directions you know we can kind of make cutouts here and here or thin out a wall here and then we'll kind of take some of those advices because as is you know it's not 100 percent um, but we'll take that and then we'll kind of make little mini alterations and then run more tests on our on our own until we kind of found something that works and then we start building everything ourselves uh, our first year we didn't have anything special it was all just hand tools and like you know drill press some sanders a nibbler cutting wheel stuff like that like really hand tools no nothing crazy and we built our first car with that, in that little little room. this was this was it right this little yeah. room yeah in that room there used to be a boiler room and the school renovated it out for us because they didn't need it anymore freddy krueger this is you and freddy krueger were in there yeah exactly <laughs> so so that was that um it was an okay car you know we we replaced i believe 50th out of 100 on average between the different events that we did. Um, they were set in different states or, or in the country. They, they change every year. Um, but we really utilize it as like a, uh, I need to acquire data from this car because we, we knew what was kind of coming. You know, we knew what kind of 
terrain we're going to hit stuff like that but we didn't have really good understanding of you know really proper suspension setup and steering setup um and how to really design the the car to withstand all the forces that we were going to see because we didn't we weren't 100% sure so we built a data acquisition system on the vehicle so we had tachometers on the suspension we had uh, a gyro on it as well yaw sensors everything that fed into our little black box that we had an electric uh, electronics team work on um, with their own custom PCB and their own custom coding and everything. These guys were, were brilliant at this stuff. Um, and, you know, we take the car out, we study, okay, steering, under, under certain steering conditions, you know, we can tell the suspension was too loose. You know, it would just, the whole chassis was tilting too much. Maybe we had too much twist. You know, what kind of range of suspension travel were we seeing? You know, when we stiffen things up, were things getting better? Were, were it getting worse? We really went from, you know, we have no idea how to really set up an off-road vehicle, but we have to make one. So we decided to make one that recorded data instead, rather than perform well. Oh, that's a um, cool idea. Yeah. And like I said, it, it did mediocre. It was 50th out of 100. And we were like, we were hoping to do better. Um, that called and- telemetry when you record yeah yeah everything we recorded everything on that car um but it did light a fire under us where you know we had the data and we were pissed because we you know we put so much work you know hours and i commuted back and forth through through bus you know there were times where it would be too late in the day the buses aren't running cool i'm gonna go sleep in the meeting room that we had because we had a sofa there i'd sleep there wake up the next morning go to my classes finish my classes go back to the baja room work on the car a, a bunch uh-huh. of us to done on the team. We we had to, um, you know, it was so close to the wire that our brakes wasn't even fully assembled yet until we got to competition, <laughs> and we finished uh-huh. assembling the brakes like the night before in the the hotel parking lot. So it was, it was that close, but it lit a fire under us, and we said, "No, screw that. We got to do better. We we had to make this, you know, something that was you know worth it." And we did. We made our second iteration car. We shaved like 250 pounds off that car. We doubled That's the top. A lot of weight to take off a little car like that. Yeah, we we did almost everything custom this time. Our reduction gearbox was custom. The casing was custom. Um, the I think maybe the only thing that wasn't was the CVT. That's about it. Um, but everything else, the brake cylinders were custom machined. The rotors. Even the blocks for the for the brake lines, absolutely everything was custom on this thing. Um, and with that, uh, which was a, a good point that Brody made before, we did ha- we, in the first year we didn't have access to much. We just had access to, to hand tools, and that that was about it. And it was a struggle to just get things done on time and done well. Second year, the school had, for the most part, finished re- renovating the maker space at that facility. So now all of a sudden we had, you know, Haas machines. We had a water jet. There was a, a metal 3D printer that was there. There were lathes that were there. There were end mills that were there and a slew of 3D print, uh, regular plastic 3D printers for us to, to do even more prototyping. Just everything was there. Um, so it made life way more easy, um, you know, especially having everything on CAD and having, having everything kind of already simulated. 
and check for tolerances and correct sizes and then just send the files to the makerspace and have everything being cut out on the water jet and then boom that's it now we have stuff to weld um so it did make life so much so much easier and and even more enjoyable because we also got to learn how to use some of these machines rather than just you know um sticking to to the hand tools which at first is it is fun but then after doing 50 pieces of the same piece over and over again you're gonna lose accuracy you're gonna lose a lot of time as well so and just a lot of energy from the person who's, who's actually doing it um so yeah so having having spaces like that really helped but we did that second yeah <laughs> yeah that was our, our first car again but um yeah, it, it only went like 20 miles an hour, you know, but it was torquey. The second car, uh, it hit much closer to 40 miles an hour. You know, like I said, we were 200, 250 pounds lighter uh, as well. That thing flew. It jumped. It went crazy. And our first endurance race with it was in California, and we placed first place out of all 100 teams. And we spent about a half of the cost as some of the other top teams. Um, so we really took all of our data and just ran with it. Look at this. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> there <you> are. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> is it worse than now, or is now worse? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. It's cool, man. That's yeah. good. Yeah. So that was that was that, and then after after that, the second. My, my, my last couple of years there was in Solicar instead. Um, you can see some oh, of the, I got you, bro. I got the you. chassis designs there. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got you, bro. <laughs> Hang on. I got you. Yeah, I'll explain it as, when you, as you pick something up. Solicar, um, baby! Yeah. So that one, I was kind of head of everything mechanical-based. Um, chassis, brake steering the body itself and also the safety aspect again because this car had to be licensed it had to be road legal so we did have to meet certain parameters in order to to make it road legal which were a huge pain in the butt um but there we did a lot of carbon fiber uh manufacturing we had to do uh, a university innovation grant on ways to speed up the carbon fiber uh, manufacturing process for components of uh, kind of doing like a parallel bagging system with the resin um, and the vacuum. Let me try and, let me try and find that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some of the, the chassis pieces there. But yeah, the, the car, it, it's basically a full-size vehicle, but it's only meant to fit one person. Just the rest of the space is just for the solar panels to sit on top of, like we needed that, that surface area. But yeah, we did a lot of carbon fiber tool, tool laid uh, carbon fiber with two layers on them, um, which was I don't ha I don't have it, but I just have like the yeah yeah that yeah yeah that was like the one piece that we started doing really early on, on there, and again uh, chromoly steel we were using for that really thin walls though for that, um, I think we were hopping out between like a one sixteenth and some of the lesser and some of the supports that was like one thirty second something like that um and using in-hub uh electric motors as well for the the two back wheels um just to save space you're running a double wishbone suspension in the front um just something really small simple cheap to make 
Um, especially from my experience with Baja, I knew doing double wishbone in the front would just be a, a nice, easy way to go. Um, the back was more of like just hecticness of just figuring out how to mount these motors properly. Um, so we just went with a with a trailing arm system in the back, try to keep it as light as possible uh, with like thin wall steel. Um, just trailing arm systems just in general really aren't light to begin with. Um, so we tried to figure out ways to make it light. Uh, but yeah, so you see the, the in-hub motors, which are actually pretty strong. Um, yeah, well, how many watts were the motors? Like 4,000, 5,000? I think it was actually 5,000 watts. They had That's different versions of it too, but That's they got like exponentially more expensive when it yeah, got higher. Yeah. 5,000, 5, I think, was like the sweet spot um, for, those, for those wheels. The um, reason you see me in some of the photos is because they – they had a welder, but he wasn't ready yet or something, so they asked me to come around, so I did a little bit of welding. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, Adrian designed all this stuff, which was cool. Yeah, helped helped with all the chassis. Uh, I, I specifically solely did the chassis while trying to teach other students, uh, you know, newer students in, in NJIT, like sophomores and freshmen. So that way, you know, I knew that when I leave, someone else can, can pick up afterwards. And some of the guys there uh spot welding the batteries those are 18650 so they're the same batteries that the model s and the model x use currently um that we spot welded together some of them in series some of them some of them in parallel to get the proper voltage um out of, out of the vehicle which back then i used to think was dangerous but now working on actual teslas this is like nothing it's like oh that's it a couple hundred volts that's nothing <laughs> that's funny Cool. So, so you really were involved in vehicle design, really from day one. Because if we throw it back, oh, and you also did some machining, uh, even during. So I let the students come back to my shop, even if they're in college or whatever. And I know we're not supposed to do that, but it's like, you know what I mean. <laughs> so he did some machining at our shop. This is our miniature mill. Uh, I recommend it's it's pretty much uh, teenager proof. It's uh, jet and it's a desktop. It's really good. Mm -hmm. uh, so he cut some of these pieces that went, I guess, for your uprights in the front, right? Yeah, I think that's what that was for. I think you had a good time shredding this thing, right? <laughs> Making yeah. chips. Yeah, no, I, I love using the like some of these bigger manual tools. I love using because you, you know, your tolerances and your your precision is all up to you. And just knowing how to use the machine and feeling the machine of when it's kind of pushing back and when it's giving you issues and when you know you're kind of stressing it out and stuff like that, just feeling all of that happen, yeah. it's, it's really cool. It's, it's not, like, yeah, just and like focusing in on what exactly you're cutting and seeing how it cuts it. It's just a, it's a cool experience to go through and you're like, wow, this is how things are made, you know? Totally. Um, should we throw it back all the way to high school? Because uh, let's yeah. see. I got that. Hold on. Let's see. Share this one. Now, yeah, check. Oh, my God. Look at this kid. Who's this guy? Jesus. This is early on. Oh, wait. It, this is for some reason not you'll, sharing. You'll have to reset. Yeah. Reshare. I don't know why that happened. All right. This is early, early 2012, maybe? I think so. Maybe like 2011, something like that. Oh my God! Look at yeah. <laughs> oh, as, you can, as you can see, precision was my thing. I wanted everything to be precise. Oh yeah, you back then you were very serious about worrying about the thing. 
That is cool. Yeah, I remember this was like I remember saying to myself, like, all right, because I didn't have time to like make sure everything was done right. We were building this like Lotus Seven thing, and I was like, okay, look, Adrian, just you know, don't go here, don't go there. Just whatever you do here is up to you. And he totally took it and ran with it, which was totally cool. He did really good. And um, yeah, that's basically all the photos I got. There's uh, Damien. Remember, Damien was on the podcast. I know it's hard to see him there, but that's him. Uh, this is you cleaning the uh, transmission with gasoline, which is always <laughs> a healthy choice. No, Does no, I was doing it with, uh, with, uh, I think it was like paint remover or something. Oh, like that. really? Okay. It, it was effective. That stuff worked really good. You just have to. Oh, that's so funny. It. I wonder. Oh, maybe mineral spirits or something. I don't know. Yeah, and I think it was that mineral. Yeah. Oh, okay, we brought it to the Javits Center. And we uh, we brought this car. It wasn't done, but it it did. It was assembled. You know, it rolled. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, it rolled. Yeah, we just needed drive shaft and all this other stuff. Yeah, I kind of just kept. I kind of just kept. Uh, yeah, I kind of just kept that going because even the Baja and the solar car we made it into the the drive center also for the car show. Dude, you've been rolling. You've been making vehicles and and doing stuff since high school. You haven't stopped, man. It's great. Yeah, no, I think I think right now, this is the past couple of years I've been working for Tesla is the only time it stopped and I kinda hate it. Like I, I wanna get my hands back onto something that, that's that's Fab mine, that I can call mine at least. Fabrication. Because um, you mostly yeah. what do you do now? You do diagnosis? Um, at the moment, yeah, it's heavily on the diagnosis side, but I still do a lot of the smaller repairs because you know, like I said, when help is needed, help is needed, you know. Um it it kinda doesn't matter how skilled you are. You know, you, one minute you can do really complicated CAN network diag, and then another minute you're just doing a tire. <laughs> so what, what is the high-level stuff? From what I understand, you'll know what's wrong with the car before it even shows up, right? Um, yeah, so, sometimes. Uh, I would say a good majority of the times we, we do. You know, I think even Elon one time said that in a tweet once of, of saying, hey, we want service to the point where we'll tell you when something's wrong with the car before you even notice. Um, and we're, we're getting a lot closer to that. Um, but it's just a lot of kind of bottlenecks of just, you know, how many service centers do we have and stuff like that, that we're going to have to get situated, which, which are getting situated. It just takes time. Um, but yeah, this, uh, the great thing about these, you know, compute, these actual computers on wheels is that they are a computer and they have a, uh, a LTE and Wi-Fi and they communicate over networks and, so we can, you know, we can look at what the vehicle is doing signal-wise and system-wise, like processes, and figure out, all right, what, what's causing this issue to, to happen, you know. Okay, let me ask you a question. You got a bunch of shop teachers in the room. You got one who's about to be the leader of all the shop teachers, I can tell already. <laughs> I got it. We got a Matt. This yeah. Look out, Brody. Oh my god. <laughs> this guy's like, we better hurry up and retire because this kid, like, that's it. And we, and we gotta be nice to him for now, I guess. You know? <laughs> so but so if you were to Adrian, if you were to give yeah. shop teachers advice if they're in the automotive area, clearly we're going electric. But what else would you say is missing from the auto shop? Would it be like you got to learn CAD bus. 
what is it about the Tesla that you would advise? Like, what do you think we should be teaching the high school kids coming up? Is it robotics? Is it programming? Is it, what is it? Oh man, that's a good question. Um, it's a, it's a little bit of everything. I would say maybe less so on the robotic side of things for that specific area. But then you have a lot of pros of teaching robotics for, for other areas, like, like manufacturing. If we're talking about automotive manufacturing, okay yeah you need to lean in more heavily on the robotic side of things especially because that's the most uh, at least in my opinion the most complicated thing to get done correctly and sustainably is the robotics of not not just the mechanical side but also the uh coding side of things as well um but yeah it, it i would say a lot of especially now because of the whole electric car is a thing you know high voltage it's dangerous but if people are aware of it and how it works and, and just basic fundamentals of how electricity works, not necessarily high voltage, Ooh, high, voltage high voltage and low voltage, they operate the same. It's just one can, you know, kill you and one is just going to shock you. Um, so teaching like the fundamentals of just how that concept works. Um, you know, if I put my hand on one node and another on another, oh, it's, I'm making myself the circuit. That's a no, no, you know, um, things like that. Um, just so that way, less... don't be in the way. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But it's just a way of, of I think, getting that fear out of people. Um, I, I've seen that a lot, even in solar car, you know, when the, the battery team would work on the batteries themselves and start building them and putting them together, or even just having them around, you know, we'd have signs everywhere saying, you know, high voltage, stay away, blah, blah. A lot of people would just be scared to just walk in that direction. They didn't know what's going to happen. If people learn about materials and how they are conductive or not conductive and human bodies and how they react to it as well and just how the uh, electricity works, it eliminates a lot of that fear. So then students might be able to kind of dive in and accept being taught something within that area um, because they don't have to climb over that fear of it. Um, great, and, great thing to point out. What is? Oh, you got a second thing. Good, but let me ask you this yeah. real quick. What is the voltage in a Tesla? Is it four hundred? Uh, it it varies, but yeah, it's, it's around it's around that. Yeah. Okay. Go. What's the other thing? Um, I, the other thing would just be how data communicates through different devices. You know, that's kind of like the. I send something in this module and magic happens and then something else happens, right? Understanding maybe like logic gates and how transistors and resistors work in tandem or diodes and stuff like that, uh, how they kind of take in informa information, figure it out and then spit information back out, I think would be a good way of also breaking a really, really big barrier that people have a hard time breaking, even now as, as adults, you know? Yeah, that's good. That's cool. Um, nice. Anybody got any questions for Adrian? Uh, that was a big, that's a big journey you've been on, dude. Yeah, I got one. All right. Cybertruck, <laughs> diesel, okay. or continue to fix up my shitty Ford Ranger. <laughs> hey, oh, I have a Ranger too. <laughs> that Ranger's definitely more shitty than yours. <laughs> Oh, that's hard. Dude, my floorboards well, are starting to go. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, it depends on. Oh come on! It's cyber truck, dude, just rip it off. It's cyber I truck. Mean, 
I mean, I, I have mine pre-ordered, so I guess so. There's your answer. But I know most people are not going to want to work on theirs. So if you want to have some fun, I would say keep that keep that little ranger, but also get a cyber truck. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, you know, that is funny. Yeah, so basically uh, – oh, and also to uh, – one more thing, piece of the puzzle that I thought was kind of a fun thing, a uh, little fun story about Adrian. I'm going to embarrass him now. Is uh, Back in the day, we actually got invited to uh, – like the class got invited to the Edison Museum in um, – what is it, West Orange or something? And we went there, and his dad was there, and his dad is so funny. His dad would say to me, Okay, uh, let's get serious. Stop playing around. He'd say, uh, what's the situation? How do we put Adrian on a path towards, um, you know, becoming uh, like some crazy engineer so that one day he, uh, I can retire? That's what he would say. So, uh, and we actually laid out a plan. Like his dad was cool. I remember, you know, because you got to understand, not a lot of parents come in and, and say that. Like you got to understand, that was not a normal situation. I've only had three parents do that in 16 years. So Adrian's dad came in and we made like, he made a specific appointment and he said, I want to talk to you. You know, let's, if Adrian wants to do this, what should he do? And I was like, all right, look, this is what I would do first, second, third, you know, and I kind of laid it out. I don't know. I don't remember what I said at the time, but it gave, it gave them a guideline and then Adrian took it from there. But it's a very cool thing. That his dad actually came in and they and they were very serious about the path, which was very cool. Do you remember that? Yeah, I think I, think I still have the papers somewhere actually. Oh no, So you know that's like an important thing. You know, parents. If anyone was ever, if a parent's listening to this, yeah, like go in and talk to the teacher and be like, hey, wh like, what are we doing here? Like, what's the plan? You know, and then also what it does is realize that. Adrian's serious. His family's serious about it. I'm going to take his career as serious as possible. And the thing is that there's so many kids in the class. Of course, I'm going to give an extra focus to Adrian because they said they're going to do it. It's not just he's not just passing through. This is a step on the way, you know. So that was actually pretty cool. A little cool, little fun fact on the side there. Yeah, and you know that that's actually a good uh, point that you make specifically for like the relationship between teachers, students, and, and their parents. You know, different communities operate differently, but I know like the one where, where I'm from in Western Europe, the majority of the, the students there and, and the families that live there, you know, they, they don't come from wealthy families or anything like that. You know, a, a lot of them are living paycheck to, to paycheck. Multiple, you know, parents work in multiple jobs just to make ends meet. And a lot of them, you know, are, come from different countries and, and they don't realize a lot of the opportunities that some of these skills can even bring forward. So a lot of times, you know, you'll have students kind of, you know, dive into some of these new skills of, you know, workshop or, or uh, machining or welding, stuff like that. And they may see the potential in what that can grow into in the future. But a lot of times the parents won't just because they, they don't know, um, they, they haven't had the ex, uh, experience or the visibility of that, you know, because they've probably just never seen it before or they've never seen it grow into something from someone. Um, so I think a good relationship between the teacher and the parents too, of, 
of just informing them of like, hey, these are a lot of the potentials that come from this. You know, people who go into the certain industries require some of these skills that we're trying to teach in certain workshops um, and stuff like that can act at least kind of give parents the ability to say, oh, maybe, maybe I should help my child invest into this and not think like, oh, it's just a phase, something small that they kind of like or get into and, you know, they're not going to really use it. Because a lot of people expect, the, you know, success to be working at a cubicle. And it, it definitely isn't um, by a long shot. So right. uh, kind of just getting parents into that same page of, hey, this, this can also grow into something successful as well. Um, That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Hey, this is for Duke right here. This is for Duke right here. Stop dissing the Rangers, bro. <laughs> 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 this is my ranger it still has a, a like i bought it like this with a busted bumper and a all screwed up hood and uh yeah i i do all the work on it let's see here it is this is what you gotta do <coughs> take the take the bed off or actually the bed looks really good i've beaten it up since then <laughs> Well, not all the work. Oh, I didn't see that. But yeah, so like, uh, you know, and, and it's great. So don't diss the ranger, bro. Come on. Did you, have, <laughs> did you have to do these? Did you do these yet? The shackle? No, I, I don't have a ranger. I just said it for your... Uh, <laughs> I just said it for you. Listen. I'm an idiot. That went over my head. <laughs> <laughs> my... uh. So Sparks, who was on here a couple weeks ago with the Trazo Floors, he had a Ranger, right? Oh. <laughs> Commuting. He ran into some guy's uh, porch. Messed it all up. The doors wouldn't close. He <laughs> he put a ratchet strap. <laughs> both doors. Over the roof. <laughs> ratchet strap. The doors shut. Oh my god! All right, then it's time. You can <laughs> then it's time for the junker. That's yeah. it. Oh my god, dude! That's he really told him to get rid of it too because he had an extra engine in storage. Oh my god, that's so funny. This is what happened with this one. You know what? What happened was they this it. Let me show you something here. This is like the craziest thing. Okay, you see this here? It detached itself. Can, oh, you don't see it. Hold on. We gotta we gotta show this for a second. This is ridiculous. It detached itself from the shackle, you see, and then it slammed into the. This is stupid. I don't even know why I'm showing this. Anyway, so basically, yeah, the thing you need it needs work. All right, so basically, to to bring it all back to home here, we got Adrian kicking butt out there. Very cool, uh, and we got Brody coming in to kick some major butt in the shop teacher world. He's going to be like an earthquake, dude. He's going to shake things <laughs> up. You know? And, uh, and you know, all these old farts, we're going we're gonna to watch you. We're going to watch what you guys, what the young kids are doing. We're going to pave a path for you guys. Come on in. We need you, you know? Uh, so yeah, so uh, yeah, that's basically it's, it's like MySpace watching TikTok <laughs> <laughs> or Blockbuster. We, you know, is we're all analog over here, you know. 
Jesus. Oh my God. Hollywood video. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, VHS moving over to Netflix now, right? Yeah, oh my God, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, Bert, you want to? You got any questions for Adrian about all this stuff? Or I don't know, you could jump in. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily have any questions per se, but I was just kind of like just jaw drop most of that time because it's just super cool. Um, at my school, we uh, unfortunately I'm not in the club, but we have a couple different things that we do. We have a super mileage uh team that uh fortunately i didn't get a chance to be a part of um and then we also they do um uh human powered vehicles club so uh at one point in time central built um a bicycle that went i think it was like 68 70 miles an hour um and it was just powered by someone pedaling it um i think the the current world record is like 89 miles an hour um and it's literally just this pod that um, this aerodynamic pod with a little camera on top and you're sitting in this dark pod and you're just pedaling. Um, and just because of the gear ratio, the aerodynamics of the vehicle, um, it's th these things just absolutely fly. But yeah, no, I, I think what you're doing, Adrian, is really, really cool. Um, working for Tesla, that's gotta be a blast. It's gotta be super cool <clears throat> to be on one of those. Uh, I mean, you're, you're at the point now with Tesla with how big Tesla's grown over the past year um, I've been following Tesla since really since I heard the name. Like, obviously, they've been you guys have been rocking and rolling for a while now, but I didn't really start hearing about them until like five years ago. And since then, just hearing the progress that the company has made is tremendous because, like, all us tech ed guys, we're all like super big fans of Tesla. And, you know, we're all just we're waiting, waiting, waiting for it to take off. And then 2020 hit and then just whew, it just soared and it just kept going. Um, so I think all of us are really excited. Uh, I'm excited to see what Tesla's doing. I also love the other things that Elon's up to, you know, SpaceX, really excited about the stuff he's doing over at SpaceX. Um, do you guys get like uh, briefings on like what's going on with some of his other companies because you work at Tesla or is that that kind of up to you guys to figure out on your own? Ooh, that was a good question. Yeah. So it's really weird because I actually thought. You got you on. Yeah. Right? <laughs> When I started working, I actually thought I was going to be able to, to know things way in advance. And we actually don't. We know things sometimes after the customers, actually. <laughs> like, like things will pop up on forums and we'll be like, wait, that, that just happened? That was a thing? Like, did we miss the update? Like, what, what's going on? Um, but sometimes we'll, we'll get kind of up to, up to speed a little before on some of, like, system changes within the car. But mm. a lot of that isn't customer-facing anyways. Like only only we know about it, and it kind of just helps us do some of the diagnostics on the vehicles. Right. Um. But then, as far as the other companies go, now we 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 are completely shut out from that. From that. Um. We we can't even talk to the people within those those companies, like our our teams network that we use. Yeah. It's just Tesla and Tesla only, and even then, you know, you only talk to certain people, and that's that's really it. <laughs> mm. Um. But it's it's not as open as I would I uh would have imagined, or as much as I would have liked. Um, but yeah, no, it's still really exciting to, to work for them. You know, um, the, the lack of sleep kind of just, you don't even think about it at some points because <laughs> you're just, you're so busy just getting stuff done that you don't even realize it. And then you get home and you're like, wow, that was a long ass day. I didn't even realize. <laughs> awesome. Um, but yeah, but it's really cool to, you know, we also get to, you know, see a lot of like the, you know, the, the new things from, you know, new inventory coming through the shop as well. 
right before the, the customers even get their hands on it, you know, we get to see and play around with it and say, like, oh, what, what's new with this? And, and you know, what's like the best way to use it? And, and then take that and then be able to inform customers on how to use their vehicle uh, uh, more efficiently or just optimally. Um, yeah, that's about, that's about it. Um, I just want to show you guys something, uh, get your opinions. Uh, everyone here, uh, but we got two electric car people in the house here, so might as well take a look. So we got this crazy company. Uh, I've talked about this before, but this is an electric vehicle. Is it? Oh. Sharing? Oh, there we go. Yeah. So this is uh, called the Arkimoto. It's a three-wheeled electric vehicle, and they just bought a tilting motorcycle company. So they're going to be able to tilt as well and swim through and it's like a safer version of a motorcycle um crazy yeah and at first i was like this is kind of weird or whatever and then let me see oh i see so it drops it when it goes back that way let me just share this one more time so now check this craziness out just today it went up 20 percent Hell yeah, because whenever you posted uh, about that stock, I went and bought some, Ron. Yes! So, yes! I, checked, right. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't checked ahead. it in a little bit, so heck yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> yes! All right. Yeah, like, uh, dude, but look at this. you got to understand. Just look at a month. It was 13 a month ago. I mean that's a crazy rise. When, when did you post about that? That was that was like last year when you posted about that. It, oh it's been a God. while ago since I bought this. Bought it last year. You you, you did like an Instagram story post or? Oh my God! Something. You you, you Dude, you're, bro, you're here. Then you're here. You're like I'll at the look. I'll have to look while you're, you're at the two dollar level or something. This is a year ago. A year ago is one eighty. A dollar eighty. <laughs> and they've got capital raises and stuff. It's wild. And they bought this tilting motorcycle company. Um, so it's interesting. Hold on. Let's see. Here it is. Tilting motorcycles. Um, but it's just like amazing because it's like here's this electric car thing. And, you know, Polaris is not raising money like this. Neither is Harley Davidson. And, and so it's like, whoa, what are these people doing, right? And here it is. That's the founder. Uh, that's it right there. Look at that thing. I mean, that's weird. It's weird. You know, there's no gearbox. It has two front electric motors, so you don't need a differential. Uh, you know, there's a lot of interesting things to it. I think it's going to be good for the dealership. I'm uh, sorry, delivery space. Mm. Oh, here it is. Tilting motorcycle works. Yeah, my total gain so far with them is a, almost 120%. Oh, awesome. That's good. Awesome. That's huge. Yeah. So anyway, what do you guys think of this crazy thing? Yeah, I, I like it. It looks like, like a vehicle that you can picture like 20 years into the future as being the everyday little driver that you see in places like in China or in, or in India as taxi services yeah. is like the replacement for that, like the 21st century replacement. Yeah. I can see that. 
and then like they're trying to sell it to like uh delivery and then also for last mile delivery so like yeah. and then also for um uh holiday stuff and whatnot they actually do have what they call the roadster which is no top <laughs> yeah yeah which is ridiculous and Dude, I can see that being like in the cities, cities the like the cops. Crazy, Brody. What do you uh, think, man? In now, is it weird? I mean, he doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. I'm torn because I think it's really cool, but I wouldn't buy one. <laughs> so. Uh, See, and, and I bought the stock because I was like, oh, dude, that'd be so much fun to ride around on, like, as a toy. <laughs> I agree with it. I like uh, – I think Adrian has a really good point that I definitely see that as being, like, the 21st century alternative to taxi services because it looks exactly like that. Like, it's like you could fit a couple passengers. Um, it's – obviously, it's electric. It's small. It can go in tight places. Um but I, I wouldn't buy one. <laughs> Personally, I wouldn't buy one. Not yet, at least. Everybody's like, dude, this thing's terrible. <laughs> yeah, also, I can see that down in like the resort areas, yeah. like as your little zoom mm -hmm. around, like uh, replace, kind of replace the golf cart idea. Yeah. And then um, maybe, I don't know. It's doing yeah. good now for stocks. So it's the dude, greatest thing in the world. Dude. Everyone should go buy 10 of them. It's crazy how well that stock is doing. It is crazy. Yeah. So then what they did was they bought Tilting Tilting Motor Works. Uh, let me just see here. You got to see this, this thing. It's actually legit. Hold on. Uh, motor Works? Hold on. Oh. You got you got tiling in there. Oh my, I'm horrible. Okay, tilt. Oh, oh here we go. There we go. So they just bought this company for ten million dollars. So now Arkamoto owns two is two companies. It's Arkamoto and this. And I thought this was silly at first, but take a look. What this does? Can you guys see this? Yeah. What this does, let me point out, because when I saw the news, I was like, this is so stupid. I was like, who would ever drive this? But here's the thing. What this does is it allows um, – there you go. What It allows – let's say you're going around a corner, right, um, and you come across a little bit of gravel or a little bit of uh, oil or a little bit of uh, something slippery, and you slide out your front tire, which I've done. You're not going to end up on the ground, you see. Whereas this, it'll st it'll stay, so you could slip a little bit, and you're still going to make that corner. And the guy actually said you could go harder because of that. So yes, the bike is heavier, and yes, if you got dry track conditions and you're, you're not worried about gravel or potholes or anything like that, you need a, a two wheeled bike, 100%. Right. But if you, but if you like, if you have gravel, you're gonna want one of these. And the owner has the land speed record for the fastest three wheel vehicle at like 135 miles an hour. Yeah. So it's legit. It's not 
it it it's not gimmicky. I thought it was like goofy, but it's not. It is it's based on solid engineering. And if look, they built it themselves. Hold on, let me show you. This was the prototype with Legos. Look at this. <laughs> yeah. And then they built a prototype uh, coming up. And they got SolidWorks in the background there. There you go. There's their prototype. And then uh, it's it's got a thing where it, it writes itself when you slow down. And then they, they hired a machinist. His buddy got in the shop. Coming up in the video. One sec. Yeah, there you go. Bridgeport. <laughs> right? Boom. Cutting the prototype themselves. And so they actually have a dealer network. Here's the other thing that gets crazy. This is the thing I was like, whoa. Check out this. Uh, purchase. Find a dealer. Now, so this is where it gets interesting. They already have certified installers. So you buy the Honda, you buy the, the Gullwing, you buy the, the Harley, you buy the whatever, and then you go get it installed by one of these guys. You see their network? So they have a network. So then when Arkimoto bought this, they get the, the intellectual property and the network, and they can tilt. So it's like, whoa. So it's kind of interesting of a move. Uh, and they're all over. You know? So anyway, my two cents about it. Are they just uh, doing the front wheel assembly? You no, no welding. Literally, so you don't void the warranty and there's no DOT issues. Unbolt your front suspension, bolt this on. That's it. Yeah, because there was a Harley bagger on there. Yeah. Yeah, they're not messing around. Like, there's no welding to your chassis. There's no, you're not going to avoid the warranty. You're going to be insured. Like, it's a no nonsense kit. Although, when you first see it, you're like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. It, it looks like a mistake, you know? <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> but they've done their homework. Like, this is, this is a company that's like not joking around. So, they got Harley, Indian, and Honda. Here's your Harley kit. I have a feeling this is more of like, like you know, that they just bought it, so we might see what they're gonna do with it in about a year or two or something like that, in, in terms of timeline. So this might be something where they can take this and integrate it into their existing Arkimoto vehicles as more of like a safety slash ergonomics for maybe an industrial type of vehicle, like a like a new, different model meant for just industrial work, that might implement this instead. Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, the what's the advantage of tilting? I guess it just feels better. But also, when when you come to a stop, it goes and it'll like level you out. Um, so I mean, it's interesting. It's going to be a while till they roll it out for sure, and they're going to continue to sell the kits. Look at yeah, that that looks weird. You know what I mean? Like you you don't want that. You want the two wheel thing. You know, mm -hmm. I, I get it. I get it, but it's <laughs> Brody's like, dude, you, you can't. <laughs> I I think you brought. Will, will, will this help keep? Will this keep help keep like the older generation on the bike longer though? I don't totally. ride motorcycles, but I feel like totally. I feel like you know you I, I've seen. Crash it. Yeah, like you know, getting into you know 
your fifties and upper fifties and sixties, but you still want to keep riding and maybe this, your body just can't handle the weight of is, weight of the, you know, like a Harley and stuff. It's probably like the step before you go to the three wheeler with two wheels on back. Yeah. The trike or whatever. Yeah. Cause I know people that have those and, and of course they're older and that's why I went to it. And yeah, it's true. No, it's true. Like, yeah. That's why Brody over here, he's like, he's like, he's like a young buck. He's like, this is, what is this? <laughs> nah, he's looking at like the, the electric bike, the live wire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bro, Brody knows no girl's going to climb on the backseat of that with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's thinking, can I, can I take a girl home? Unless, unless her name's like mom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I'm I'm looking into getting my motorcycle license uh, this this winter because um, uh, I have an opportunity this summer um, heading out to Ohio to go do timber framing, um, which I'm super amped about. Um, so I'm going to be building timber framed post and beam houses all summer, and I figured what better time uh, to get my motorcycle license than when I'm going out to Ohio for three months to have no obligations other than build houses and rent motorcycles and just hang out in Ohio. <laughs> so. Nice. Dude, uh, do the class. I did this. Do the, they got a safety class. It's like a three day weekend. It's worth it, man. You, you can see the road I've better. A, right. I've got a code for you. He'll have class. to go up to like a free. It's, I mean, it's a, I want it with a $250 Harley card and Harley card. Yeah. Wait, gift card to Harley. what'd you say? You what? What'd you do? Oh, so I have a, I have a, I won from Instagram a $250 gift card to Harley, and with it came a safety course for Harley. Do it. Do it. Yeah. I've already got my license, so I don't need it. Oh, I mean, yeah. if, if you want to work that out with me, I'm 100% down, man. That sounds awesome. <laughs> that sounds incredible. Contact me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't need it. I'm going to get rid of it. So I wait all night. You guy connecting. That was the goal. <laughs> So how can I, how can I get in contact with you? What's the best way? You can oh. uh, email me. Okay. In the chat. Okay. Awesome. Drop Thank it you. in the chat there. Uh, oh, and by the way, before we go, wait, Brody, do we got you on the, on the uh, email list? We have a newsletter we put out. Yeah. Brody, did that email come through before I forward it to you? It was in like your promotions email box or junk mail, maybe. I I don't think so, because um, I couldn't find it until you forwarded it to okay. me. Okay. Um, okay. So, yeah, we'll just have to look into that. Um, oh, okay. something else I think you guys will appreciate. Um, right now, um, obviously this is for my company, but right now we're working on building um, a laser engraver. Whoa! Um, yeah. So it's. Uh, yeah, it's you know obviously as as you guys know, laser engravers cost an arm and a leg, so um, you know so I uh, I contacted Central to give me a grant, and they gave me a student research grant, which bought like half the materials, and then the other half I just forwarded you know the cash. But instead, so for like twenty five hundred dollars, I'll have like a laser engraver that can engrave like up like four feet by like two feet roughly, whereas like nice the, like to get that same laser engraver like is like 
over $25,000 for like the same engraving area. So um, that's a fun little project that we're working on right now that we're hoping to get up and running. It's very close. My friend have a timeline. Um, we're hoping March 1st that it's operational because um, we have content to get out on Musco. Um, we're trying to uh, start getting into local businesses um, and start, uh, obviously things are a little, might be a little slower now with the pandemic. People aren't going to shops as much, but we want to start going to local breweries and whatnot and trying to um you know get them to start doing uh local so start getting you know whether if they're doing coasters glassware stuff like that buying local buying usa made um you know stuff that uh is going to actually impact the community instead of just you know buying cheap shit that goes overseas so uh, that's a big that is a big thing okay. uh, so is that's uh our whole thing is no matter what we're going into, we're trying to keep everything, uh, locally made, uh, us made, um, made with fair materials. We're trying to just keep, uh, we're trying to keep thing, trying to keep the money here, uh, instead of just, you know, the constant stream of just like, Oh, it's cheaper. Let's just send it overseas. It's cheaper. Let's just go elsewhere. Trying to, uh, bring back the, the charm and, uh, going local again. Nice. So, That's awesome. Yeah. I think people should give cool. it a try. With hey, Ron. Yeah. I was going to say, if he's going to be in Ohio, was it Cleveland or Cincinnati? Where, where was, uh, what's his name? Uh, they have the, the garage shop, Dude, the motorcycle yeah, place. Cleveland, you got to go, to go check that place out if he's on a bike. The garage is a, is a, it's like a, basically like a warehouse where you hang out and fix motorcycles. Maybe you could just build a bike for yourself. Dude, it would be so cool. Yeah. What's Moto uh, Cleveland? No, hold on. Let me see. Do you have it, Matt? Uh, I'll look. Because I, 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 he's been posting new stuff. They're starting new stuff he's been posting on Instagram. Is it, is it Cleveland Moto? Uh, let me see. Hold on. Cleveland Moto? I'm going to check. Hold on. Moto Go Cleveland. Moto Go, yeah. See that that that's the class part, but what was his what was his uh the, the uh, shop the, the shop though what was the shop called though? It's called I don't, Oh it was um not knucklehead um Oh yeah uh, something garage uh <laughs> Moto Cleveland yeah. Oh, you know what? Okay, let's. Yeah, Moto Cleveland. Uh, Moto Go. Uh, oh my gosh! Oh, bring back shop class. He was doing all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah, Moto Go was the shop class he had brought back for the kids. Yeah. Here we go. With those Hondas or whatever. Yeah. Here you go. Did you find this yet, Brody? Yeah, I found the Moto Go. Um, okay, it's the same dude. Okay. See, I'm and scrolling then, through to see if I can find the other thing you were talking about. Yeah, let's see. Uh, here it is. It's, oh my gosh, what was it? Shop. Yeah, I forget. Anyway, we, you know what we Skid can do? Mark. We, Skidmark. Skidmark Garage. Garage. That's it. Skidmark. Right? Oh wait, no. Skidmark's uh, one of his suppliers in the locally area. Yeah, but that's not. Um, no, it's it's yeah. Skidmark that... Garage, right there. It is. Yep. Oh, Look up Skidmark okay. Garage. Yep. Okay. Okay. Hold on. That that's his D. That's his uh, 
it's, it's like a maker space for motorcycle people. Oh, nice. And he's cool. Oh yeah, he was cool. awesome. He was a good one. Yeah, he was the. It was a lot of fun. Uh, that was a good session. Okay, here it is. Welcome to Skidmark Garage. Nice. Yeah, and they got like a whole thing. It's so crazy. Are you guys seeing my screen? Yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah, okay. he had like a lounge and a bar. And yeah, <laughs> it was. It was like the ultimate. It was like the ultimate. Uh, man cave yeah we're <laughs> for oh everyone God. like dude just imagine like a oh, lowbrow customs is his uh supplier that's it and it's in a warehouse and stuff it's just crazy yeah but it's super cool oh here we go yeah there you go this is this would be the good representation there you go that's it See, it's like a whole warehouse filled with oh, that's sweet. Things. Yeah, and you can rent a bay. There's the dude. What's his name again? I'm so sorry. Oh my god. Oh jeez, I got the worst. Feel bad memory. now. He, he 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 was probably one of the. He was an awesome guest though. Yeah, one of the best. You can hang. You rock out a band. That's awesome. That's basically awesome. That's wicked cool. So, uh, all right. Well, let's wrap up the recording right here. We probably should have, you know, it's cool to hang, but we got to stop the recording. So, uh, 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 shop class podcast. We got Brody dry, like plowing the old guys out. <laughs> we got Adrian with his kid. He's going to be working on freaking SpaceX rocket ships. When you blink your eyes, he'll be hanging out with Elon next month. Um, and we got all the regular shop guys. So thanks for tuning in. And uh, oh, we got a lot of guests coming up next week. Who do we got? Uh, let's see. Is it is it one of Tim's former yeah, students? Tim's got an alumni. Yeah, Tim's got an alumni next week. Then after that, um, the seventeenth is. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you had one. I think so. Let we just see. made the schedule, but I closed it down. That's okay. I'll, I'll put it in the newsletter for everyone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Xavier. It's one of my alumni. Do you remember Xavier, Adrian? Xavier. Oh, I, uh, I think so. It rings a bell. He does security yeah, systems cool. now. He went to NJIT. And then after that, then we got on the 20, 24th, we got social media 2.0, which is going to be like um, – uh, uh, we're going to have Char and we're going to have uh, uh, Barbacek talk about the next level of social media for teachers. And then after that, on the third, we got Yasset Evo. You know Yasset, right, Adrian? Yeah. And he's uh, Con Ed, basically uh, power systems. Like when a transformer in New York City blows up like the one in Queens. Yeah, like the one that looked like an alien hit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? This is when the transformer blows up. So then they bring, <laughs> they bring it to his office, and then they take it apart and find out why why it broke, and then they make recommendations to the supplier. So very cool guests coming up. And if you'd like to be a guest on our show, just email us, and we'll put you in the schedule. All right, thanks for uh, joining us, and we'll hit the uh, stop the recording now. Oh.